What's up, everyone? It is Thursday night again, and that means John with Jesse. Tonight, we're talking about Southwick, electric, dirt bikes, and the generational gap between a bunch of the motocross riders. We'll get into it right after this. So welcome back to another segment of John with Jesse on the Power to the Ground Motorsports Media Network. Like I said, today we're talking, we got a few different things we're going to talk about. Um, If you're hearing a bunch of noise behind me, it's because we got this whole thing going on. I live on a main street, so um, you'll probably hear some music, some people screaming, some stuff going on. It's, uh, It's a party out there. So uh, I will do my best to work around that, and if it's disturbing you, I apologize. Um, for those of you watching the video, don't forget to like, share, and comment on this video. It really helps us out in the algorithms, and it helps new people find us, uh, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking to entertain you, get you into the conversation, but also get people like you into the conversation as well. Um, for those of you YouTube viewers, Take a second, hit the bell icon so you can get notified every single time we go live. And for those of you listening on audio, be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and consider giving us a good review on that podcast platform because that helps us out big time. Let's jump into some spots before we uh, get into all of the action that happened last weekend and everything else but um first bro taco what is bro taco you ask bro taco is a company that makes delicious hot sauce um and i have it on good authority that uh august 1st is going to bring out a new hot sauce for us um and he teased it on social media it's one that he calls radberry I know he was out uh, picking his own raspberries. Yes, that's right, people. He doesn't buy these frozen raspberries at the uh, grocery store. He was out in a field himself picking 20 pounds of raspberries the other day so that he can make this delicious, delicious hot sauce for you guys. So be ready for that to drop on August 1st. Um, If you can't wait for August 1st, you can still come over here. These are all absolutely delicious. Um, Brap is my absolute favorite uh, hot sauce, period. Not just of bro taco, hot sauce, period. Um, Perhaps condiment, period. Um, But you can jump on over to brotacofoods.com and use coupon code PTTG to get 20% off your order. That's right, 20% off your order um also there is some fun stuff happening over at sunstar um i was talking to doug the other day and they got themselves a coupon code set up so if you jump on over to sunstar-breaking.com you can head on over there grab whatever you need from them and use coupon code PTTG30 
at checkout and get 30% off. You will not see a deal like that pretty much anywhere else. So um, take advantage of that for those of you listeners and viewers out there. If you've got stuff that you need for your bike to get up and going um, for this weekend or next weekend or next month, uh, it's summertime. Get your bike ready. Head on over to sunstar-braking.com. Use coupon code PTTG30 at checkout to get 30% off. And last but not least, we have power the number two the ground.com and you can head on over here and you can watch this fun fun video that i get lost in all the time i try to change up the videos as much as i possibly can um but we've got a, some stuff going on over here uh if you've never been to the website you've got pickums over here you can come over here and the day of the races you can make your top five 250 picks you can make your top five 450 picks and then submit them and um, then track your results over on the results page. Let's see if we can get it to load. I've got a lot going on in my computer right now. Come on. There we go. All right. And um, you can track your results and see how you're doing against everybody else who is competing in Pickums? There will be a trophy at the end of the uh, outdoor season, just like there was at the end of the Supercross season. Um, we have in the lead, we have Rich Marcoulier. Uh, so uh, get on there. It's the the scores are not very high right now. Nobody's been doing that great outdoors. Um, so it's still within reach, even if you haven't played yet. So head on over there. But also we have Jug Club. And you'll see this uh, video of me explaining what this is. Um, so Jug Club is launching on the 11th. Um, but leading up to that, if you would like to take advantage of this early lifetime Juggy plan that will be discontinued on the 11th, um, you can pay that $100 and you get access to whatever, whatever we offer on Jug Club forever. Um, on Jug Club, we are going to be doing Couch Cross. Um, so if you are a fan of the Couch Cross series, that will be on Jug Club. Um, we will have another uh, Pick'ems available that we are calling Pick'ems Pro. And if you, um, and Pick'ems Pro will have um, some prizes available with it. Um, we'll also have some additional um live video available on there so that you guys can hang out with us and uh, talk about a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I think Doug talked about it on Monday. He and I have been kind of working on how we can help out amateur riders find sponsors. Um, hint, hint, uh, get in Jug Club and you can find out more about that. So if you guys are interested and you want to get a break, we're going to have five different um, yeah, five different uh, Jug Club membership uh, levels. It'll be the A, the A Cup, B Cup, C Cup, D Cup, and Double D Cup. Um, and the uh, Double D will be $20 a month. Um, yeah, the Double D will be $20 a month. And uh, that is the access that you'll get... Um, 
when you do the lifetime juggy. So obviously you can do the math and figure out how, how good of a deal that is. So jump on over to power the number two, the ground.com and get yourself that lifetime juggy membership. There's only 20 of them discontinued on September 11th. So don't miss out on that today. We are going to talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Southwick. All right. So I was at Southwick um, this past weekend. I was there with my dad. Oh, man. So let's talk about it. Let's story time. Um, I was there with my dad, um, his friend, John, and we met his old friend, Dave, who we used to go to Unadilla with every year um, there. And um, my brother was there. And uh, my nephew, Coda, was there. And for those of you who are in the Discord, you probably know who Coda is. He likes to, um, he posts a bunch of pictures of him, uh, pictures and videos of him riding in the Discord. Um, and he is, is a very talented rider. So um, if you're not in the Discord, you can do that over at the website too. So we get there early morning. Let's. T- <laughs> it was quite an eventful day. And my poor dad, um, he didn't get to really enjoy the races because when we got there, uh, we first went in, we took a look around at the track to see how it was. Um, we did a couple of circles, see what was going on. And then we went back out to the parking lot to, um, cook up some lunch before the races started. When we were back at the car, uh, my dad plugged in his phone into the car now, uh, I'm certain that this isn't what did it, but about 30 minutes later, um, my dad went and tried to start the car and the car wouldn't start. Now, luckily we had Dave's truck right next to us and he was there to, uh, to try to jump us. However, it wouldn't jump. It was a bad battery. So that, uh, that left my dad in the parking lot for the better part of the rest of the day trying to get a new battery so that he could get us home after the races were over. Um, so that was eventful. Um, not to mention there was some uh, there was some nips involved. There was maybe a beer or two involved, uh, which I'm sure made things so much easier to deal with. Um, but... <laughs> That was that was the broader story of what happened for our clan. Um, all of our phones were dying because there's no network connection there um, for pretty much anybody. So your phone is constantly searching for network and it's just wasting the battery. And none of us noticed that until it was too late and we had like no battery left. So I was left with a dead phone. My dad was left with a dead phone. Um, I think Kodo had a dead or dying phone. And we couldn't talk to one another, so if we got separated, it was just this whole, it was just this whole thing. Um, but it was fun nonetheless. Um, the track was gnarly, as uh, I'm sure everybody that you saw in an interview said. Um, that that dirt is just, it, it's just a, an animal unto itself. Uh, it takes on a life of its own, and like I told Doug, uh, it's. If you stood, if you stand at the top of the hill and you just pour a beer out, you're gonna change the entire landscape of the track. Like, 
it it moves with the wind like if there's any if there's any water it's just like stand at the beach basically um if there's any water it just flows downhill um so the uh we did quite a bit of walking around um now i think i uh, on a, on a side note i think i have chat set up so if you guys want to uh chat back and forth with me um, give me a uh, give me a hi in the chat if you are watching. I want to see if uh, I get any chats through. But anyways, um, it is kind of a difficult track to see everything that's going on. I did my best to um, to get some videos before my phone died, obviously. Um, but I was standing in the the center of the track, which is right where the start is. And you can kind of see most of what's going on from there uh, in any which direction. Um, but it's still, it's be, there's a lot of hills and everything like that. So there's there's quite a bit going on. Um, I tried to get a, a VIP pass to get into the VIP sections the day of, but they were all sold out. So next year, I'll, I'll try to be more prepared for that. Um, I may try to do a vendor spot actually for next year. Um, but anyways, those, those races were insane. They were insane. Um, especially on the 450 side, um, mostly on the 450s. What I really wanted to talk about was, uh, 450 moto two, but let's jump into the points real quick and we can uh, get into specifics after that. So, uh, let me pull up the 250 points here screen share boom let's pull up we got a couple of people watching let's see let's uh let's try this let me try to talk to you guys say what's up if you can hear me This is a uh, a new chat system for me, so I'm just checking this out. Looks like it went to both of them. So, um, so jumping into the 250s, the point standings. So obviously, Jet didn't have a great weekend. Uh, if you watch them, what's up, Mike? Thank you very much for the uh, the response there. Um, I do indeed see the chat. So if you guys want to chat back and forth with me, drop any comments. Let me know in the comments section if I'm an idiot, if you're an idiot, if somebody's an idiot. I don't, I don't care. Just let me know. <laughs> um, I'll do my best to keep up. What up, Smoker? What up? Um, so Jet, obviously, he had kind of an off weekend. Um, and it really, it really cut into his, uh, his points lead. But on the brighter side, we got ourselves a, we got ourselves a, uh, tight race here we three point lead between first and second and hunter made up a ton of ground uh with the one one obviously at southwick that made up a ton of ground um so he's back at 178 so we got jet lawrence in the number one spot with 204 points i know you guys can see this but however this is going to go up on audio after so i'm going to uh speak this out for 
everybody who's listening afterwards. Justin Cooper in the number two spot with 201 points. Hunter Lawrence in the number three spot with 178 points. RJ Hampshire, who just cannot stay upright in the with uh, in the fourth spot with 148 points. Joe Shimoda in the number five spot with 137. Colt Nichols in the number six spot with 131. Jalik Swole in the number seven spot with 128. Jeremy Martin in the number eight spot with 125. Garrett Marchbanks in the number nine spot with 115. And Austin Forkner, which is surprising to me, in the number 10 spot with 94 points. As you can see, there's quite a spread there between first and 10th. Um, it is very, very heavy at the top here. Um, that is your 250 standings. Um, I'll go into predictions later. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, at, towards the end of the show. Um, my predictions for uh, Spring Creek, which is up this uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, let me know what your guys' picks are. Give me your 250 overall and your 450 overall in the comment section. I want to see what you guys think. See if you can sway me. Um, jumping on over to the 450 points uh this is this gap is opening up this is getting less close as time goes on uh dylan ferrandis in your number one spot with 224 points um so possibly without a uh well not not possibly not sure what happened with his bike but he was riding without his cr without his clutch in the second moto um which i think probably played a big part and why he wasn't competing for a, a, a first in the, the second moto uh ken roxon in your number two spot with 205 points eli tomac in your number three spot with 167 ap in your number four spot with 163 um missed out unfortunately bike problems in moto number two it was it was hard to watch um just because he's he's such a likable guy he just seems like such a likable guy and seeing him you know upset like that it just wasn't it was not fun um justin barsha in your number five spot with 161 chase sexton in your number six spot with 159 adam Cianciarulo in your number seven spot with 147 cooper webb in your number eight spot with 133 christian craig number nine with 124 and marvin muskan number 10 with 115. so those are your point standings for um for the 250s and the 450s um so let's let's talk a little bit about what happened in moto 2 for the 450s shall we um the the 450s my god all right so it starts off um let me not confuse Moto One with Moto Two. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna talk about this. The start, but uh, Roxon gets way out in front, um, and uh, Tomac and Ferrandis are are pretty good ways back. And I, I gotta say, it's probably five laps in when Ferrandis's bike started to smoke, and his pit crew was. Um, giving him some they were giving him some some boards and just telling him to lay off on the the clutch so he proceeded to race 
Moto 2 basically without a clutch. Now, this is very, very impressive because he got those pit boards while he was making his way through the pack. So he passed a lot of people with no, with still not using his clutch, or at least very sparingly using his clutch. Um, and he basically linked up with Tomac, and the two of them just went straight up to the front. And then um, you saw Ferrandis kind of drop off the pace. Um, probably, I don't know, five to ten minutes left in the moto. And then uh, Tomac just friggin' dropped the hammer. Absolutely dropped the hammer. In like a matter of two laps, he made up like eight seconds on, on Roxen. Um, he went from like six seconds down to two seconds up in the matter of like two laps. And he was just absolutely gone from there. And um, Ferrandis, like I said, uh, I can't remember if he pulled a second or a third in Moto2. Um, let me know in the chat. Did did Ferrandis end up in second or third in Moto2 at, at Southwick? Um, either way, he did it with a clutch very sparingly. And it was impressive, absolutely impressive um, to watch. And I've got to think that had he not had those bike problems, and let's be honest, there was a lot of Yamahas, there was a lot of Yamahas that were having bike problems at, at Southwick. Not sure what's up with that, but um, there was there was blue bikes in both classes that were having issues. Coda says third. Yep. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. He didn't get by. He did not get by Roxon. Um, so there was a lot of blue bikes that had problems with the sand in Southwick. Um, so I'm I'm going to make a prediction before we jump into everything else that's going on with the the 250s. I'm going to make a prediction with a healthy bike. Um, I think Ferrandis as fast as Tomac looked. When the two of them were linked up before Ferrandis realized that his bike was having problems, he was linked up with Tomac. And I'm thinking if that bike holds up throughout that moto, I I find it hard to believe that Ferrandis doesn't just hitch his wagon to Tomac, ride straight to the front, and then compete for that first spot come the end of that uh, that moto. So. I'm not totally convinced that Tomac runs away with that with uh, with Ferrandis with a healthy bike, but uh, we'll see next weekend. Let's see what happens with that. Um, jumping over to the uh, the 250s, let's jump back over to my my full shot here. All right, um, jumping back over to the 250s. One of the things that I wanted to talk about. Let me pull up my 250 points over here so that I can be clear about what I'm talking about. Um, there is a clear in the 250s there's a clear generational divide here um and there is most of the time in uh in either class there's usually a generational divide but it seems like there is a uh a generational divide that is abnormally high in the point standings uh, that I can remember anyways um, so I'm not sure so uh, let me let me make a clear distinction on what I'm talking about with the generational divide here all right so I will 
go ahead. I will go ahead and put Jet, obviously, new, uh, newer generation. Um, Justin Cooper, I think he's right on the brink, but I'm going to go ahead and put him on the latter part of the generational divide. Hunter, I'm going to put him in the newer generation. RJ, I'll put him on the latter side of the divide. Joe Shimoda, I'll put him newer. Colt Nichols, I'll put him on the latter side. Jaleek Swall, I'll put him newer. Jeremy Martin, I'll put him on the latter side. Garrett Marchbanks. But you can go back and forth between these two be, between these two generations, and you can see that um, there's a split between um, between these younger riders and these newer riders, and it's not a split straight down the middle. They're, like, interlocked. Um, so it's, like... Newer rider, older rider, newer newer rider, older rider. Whereas, from what I've recalled in the past, it hasn't been that evenly split between younger riders and older riders. Usually, it's broken up, and you might have one newer rider that's an outlier. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing the younger riders are absolute. They're they're bringing it to the older riders. Um, and some of these older riders have been in it for quite a while. Um, Austin Forkner, for example, I know he's had his injury problems, but dude can't stay up. He cannot stay upright. And he's got a lot of riders that are at least a couple years younger than him above him in the point standings right now. And uh, uh, Max Volan can't throw him out of there. Um, it, you can go straight down this list and you can find a bunch of younger riders that have competed uh, week in week out throughout this entire season so um i'm curious to know what you guys think about this so let me know in the comments here if you're listening to this later on um hit us up in the discord and let's have a conversation about this do you think the next generation of riders is just that like are they next gen are are they like are they just better? Are are is there just a better class of riders coming up through than we've seen, um, or is this just anomalous? Uh, you let me know. I'm curious to see what you guys think. Uh, that was my two cents on the uh, the next generation and the old. Um, but speaking of next generation, the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was this. FIM announces a new all-electric um, uh, MX championship. Um, and for those of you who have been listening or watching Power to the Ground for any amount of time, you probably know that I am a huge proponent of uh, electric bikes. I, I'm excited about them. I can't wait to get one. I can't wait to try one. All of the above. Uh, I'm just excited about electric bikes. So um, we'll jump on over so you guys can see what I'm seeing. Uh, kicking off in early 2022, the series will be a world first at this elite level and is set to continue the growing appetite for electric motorsports. Leaders in the sector, the FIM started competitions for electric powered motorcycles and circuit racing back in 2010, blah, 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 blah. Um, a total of 10 teams will 
each compete with two riders, one male, one female, and be made up of mixture of leading OEMs and existing professional race teams. Competitors will race on two-wheeled off-road motorcycles propelled by a single 100% electric motor with a maximum weight of 130 kilograms. Um, so starting early 2022, uh, this is... Uh, this article, you, I mean, if you Google FIM Electric, you can find a ton of articles. This one in particular is on MC, mcnews.com.au. Uh, um, it was just an interesting one to me because it had a, a video on it that I wanted to show you guys. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, they talk about how uh, there's a bunch of different uh, manufacturers that are kind of getting in on this and they're trying to meet the specs required by the the FIM to get into this uh, competition. I'm interested. I'm going to be watching this. So keep an eye out for 2022, the early 2022 for this all-electric FIM uh, championship. They're calling it E-Explorer, E-Explorer. Um, but here, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this uh, video. You're probably, I don't think you're going to get any audio, but it's just music anyways. Nobody's talking. 55 seconds. Take a look. Electric racing. Ooh, pretty. Nice shots. One female, one male racing team. Going through the woods. Some nice trails. 20 riders. What is that? I can't. I can't tell what that. It, I'm assuming it's a Yamaha because it's blue. But there's a. It looks like a blue and a, an orange bike. Um, the blue bike has no front fender or a very small front fender. That's kind of weird. I don't. Not sure how I like that. Um, immersive guest experience. I'm not sure what that means. It sounds like some marketing buzzwords, to me. Explorer FIM World Cup. Um, so that is that's what we got coming up here in uh, 2022. Um, yeah, Doug. I. Oh, you think it's a TM, huh? Interesting. Cool. Um, yeah, it should be a fun series. Uh, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on it. I'm sure we'll talk about it be a lot better if it wasn't FIM. I can't disagree with you on that one, Doug. Uh but we'll see we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Let's not let's not uh write it off before before we even see what's up. Uh let's give them a shot. I'm I'm excited for it. So let's watch let's watch some electric bikes because you can't hear them. Um and see what kind of they said it was going to be a blend of urban and natural environments whatever that means i'm not sure if that means like a blend of stadium like supercross stuff or like in the streets i have no idea what that means um if you guys read anything uh, uh any better explanations of what that actually means let me know in the chat um but i'm excited for it so 2022 uh early 2022 be looking for the fim explorer championship and um 
check back here on power to the ground here any updates and that is it that's all i got for you guys um i am working on 21st century doug says 21st century wheelie boys obviously <laughs> faux show um for next week i am working on a call-in system so at the end of the jawing with jesse segments you will now have an opportunity to call into the show give your two cents live on the show have a conversation with me get your shots in call me an idiot all of those fun things um it will be run through the discord so if you guys are on the discord and you've noticed some some uh new voice channels that's what it is i am setting up the call-in um system <laughs> hot, hot on it give me the digits um it actually won't be it won't be like a phone call in you'll have to be in discord in order to get into it and you'll all you'll do is you'll jump into the voice um the voice channel on the discord and um then i'll be able to pull you pull your audio into the call so that we can talk back and forth and everybody else can hear you too uh obviously it'll be one person at a time um but if you are not on discord and you want to do uh and you want to call in this is your opportunity you got a whole week to get on discord and uh join us over there join with the conversations and obviously when we're live get on there and uh do the call-ins and i will do my best to get doug and tiller set up with the call-ins if they so choose to deal with that on mondays as well if not that's cool that's cool they got they got stuff to talk about they got stuff going on um and if you've never watched them on Monday nights, we've got uh, Down and Dirty with Doug and Tiller uh, Monday nights at um, 7 o'clock. And they go over all of the action that happened in the races the weekend prior. And uh, they go in pretty good detail. And Doug specifically, yeah, I'm talking to you, Doug. I know you listening. Um, Doug was on it. He was on. He was, he was on this past weekend, uh, this past Monday, uh, and I loved it. It was. I. He said he forgot his filter or something. Maybe he. I don't know. If that. If that's what it sounds like when you forget your filter, Doug. Leave it off camera. Leave your filter somewhere across this. Leave it. Leave it across the room. We don't need it. We. We need. We want that, Doug. That's the Doug that we want to hear. <laughs> So that's all I got for you guys um, for tonight. Quick, easy uh, breakdown, a uh, couple things I wanted to talk about. This is kind of the format that we're going to go with. I'm going to come up with some articles to, uh, to talk through with you guys um, on Thursday nights and uh, take Collins at the end, talk about the point standings, um, and that's pretty much how the John with Jesse segment's going to go. Uh, there'll be some additional 
videos that will start popping up on Jug Club. We've got we have actually a couple of the uh, lifetime juggies have signed up already. So I think we're down to 17 remaining. So be one of those 17. Uh, you have it until September 10th to get on that or until they're all 20 are gone. So don't miss out on it. Jump on over to power the number two theground.com. Become that lifetime juggy. Uh, don't forget to get your pickums in for Spring Creek this weekend. Um, it's fun for us to see all you guys competing in it. Um, and jump on over to brotacofoods.com to get 20% off your order with coupon code PTTG. Radberry, the raspberry uh, hot sauce coming out August 1st. Jump on it. Jump on it. You, it, there, I know he's only doing limited runs because raspberries are only seasonal up in Seattle for a certain amount of time. So once it's gone, it's gone until next year. So don't miss out on that Radberry August 1st dropping on brotacofoods.com. And our friends over at Sunstar, give them some love. Get your bike ready. We all know you're missing a tooth or two on your sprockets or they're, they're worn down. They're just basically just discs that are just spinning and spinning and spinning, not grabbing anything. Go get yourself some new sprockets on your bike. It'll make a huge difference. Ride your best. Do everything the best. Head on over to sunstar-braking.com. Use coupon code PTTG30 at checkout and get 30% off. You will not see that deal anywhere else. So take advantage of it. Thank you very much for joining me on this. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, very hot Thursday night. Um, I'm sure you can see the glisten on my face. And I will see you guys next time on John with Jesse, Thursday nights at 7 p.m. EST. Peace!